what's your favourite 90s, we'll say artist? Oh, look at this. Um, <laughs> so hard. So <laughs> Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 94 of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where I talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jess Morris. I am an Aussie music journalist, and every week I love to create conversation with music makers about the stuff that brings us together. So many of us feel like misfits or rebels. We have so many ex-evangelicals and evangelicals in our midst. We all have so many different ideas, but I find that often what brings us together is our stories, our stories of hope, our stories of love, and our stories of how we've found a home in ourselves and with God. So every week it is my privilege to bring those stories to you. Now today's episode is with an upcoming artist called Rakesha Bennett. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source of Christian music news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks, guys. We love you. So our interview with Rakesha. Now, I am so happy that you finally get to hear this. We spoke way back in January, and she has just hung in there while we've worked towards this. I am so excited for you to hear her story. Rakesha has... Well, she's been a part of the music industry for a long time, but she's only just started releasing her own solo work. She's a gospel artist. And the reason I set up and paid attention to her is because she sort of is linking gospel, which we know is super popular in like Christian music circles, right? But she's sort of connecting it with contemporary Christian music, making it more accessible. Um, And she has this really beautiful way of sharing her story and addressing her own shame or the voices of people outside of her and bringing it to the forefront. She doesn't hide from the light and the shade, which I really appreciate. I spoke to Rakesha about her latest single reconnection, which is actually all about her journey to sort of not coming back to God, but reconnecting with God. I guess you could say that's why it's called reconnection. What it means for her to sort of set her eyes back on him. Um, And it's been really cool to chat with her about that, to find what it means to really figure out who you are, what your identity is and what your relationship with God means once you become a mom, like when when you're married, um, when people start defining you by all these other factors, who are you? And Rikisha has this really beautiful way of exploring that. I think it's really valuable. If there are any mums out there or people um, who play a mum role in in their lives, I think you might really connect with it. And even for those of you who aren't mums like myself, if you've ever sort of struggle to figure out what your identity is or if you feel like people think you're something and they've boxed you in and you know you're so much more then I think you might really appreciate Rakesha's story. If you are new here we're about to have a short bio the who what when where why of Rakesha Bennett then we'll go straight into the interview and you'll hear some of her music so my friends here is Rakesha Bennett. Music has always been Rakesha Bennett's first love, and the Chicago-based gospel singer found her roots in the church youth choir at age six. Pursuing her craft at Alabama State University, Rakesha soon faced many industry setbacks, which is something a lot of us can relate to, right? And as the years progressed, she began refining her voice, songwriting, and performance. 
She also pursued musical theatre, but all this was put on the back burner when she became a mum. Now based in Houston, Texas, Rakesha is ready to personally and professionally share her unique story with the world. And after years of working towards this goal, her first single rising star was released in 2020. And with velvety gospel tones, she continued the narrative with her bubbly song, God Flow, which has received 53,000 plays on YouTube alone. Now, Rakesha's new single, Reconnection, continues her story, emphasizing the need for gospel tones to be reintroduced to contemporary Christian music with a sense of rawness, authenticity, and vulnerability. Unafraid to explore the shadows in her life, Rakesha looks at what it means to come back to God as an adult and give your all to him. Now, I spoke to Rakesha about why she chose to enter Christian music now as a gospel artist, what it actually means to share your story with the world when everyone already thinks they know you, and we chatted about how being a mother has radically shaped her life. My friends, meet the wonderful Rakesha Bennett. So, Rakesha, um, for people who have never met you before, who is Rakesha Bennett? Oh, wow. Rakesha Bennett, I am a um, faithful servant of others. I am a Christian woman who has come to know God for myself. I am a loving um, wife and mother of two um, and I just have a really good message um, that I am trying to get across um, to people over the world in hopes that it will um, help them get to know Christ for themselves as well. Yeah, awesome. So I know that you, you've you been part of the music industry and you've been creating music your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though you've just dropped a few singles like last year and this year, I know that you've been on this journey for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, how you got to this point where you started actually releasing music for yourself? Um, yeah. So, um, like you say, I, I've been doing this for a while. I've been singing and, um, dancing and performing, um, for as long as I can remember. My roots are pretty much grounded in the um, Baptist church, um, where I started, uh, to sing. Um, over the years, I've written and written. I, I love creative writing, but I never got a chance to actually put my um, my writings into into music. Um, I went to college, and after college, you know, I got married and started having kids. So I kind of felt like um, I couldn't, you know, I didn't have the time to do it. But it was always something that was just on my heart that, you know, God kept tugging me at, you know, and I never thought I would have the enough experience or enough talent. You know, there's so much talent out here in the world um, to even have a place in in this industry. Um, but like maybe three years ago, I said, you know, I want to do this. I want to give this a try. So I started connecting with people um, with musicians, with producers um, in Houston and, and in other states. And I said, I can do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And um, mm-hmm. I just took my writings and, you know, produced, created melodies and put them to paper. And about uh, two years before COVID, I really start working on them. Um, when COVID hit, it was the year that I was planning to release <laughs> my first of course. Uh, single and everything. And, you know, when the pandemic started, it just kind of threw everyone for a loop. And, you know, me and my husband was like, you know, we're not going to let this get in the way. We're going to figure out a way to get this done. So that's how we got here, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I can, what I'm picking up from your story and actually what I read in like your press bio is that you've had to overcome um, a lot of setbacks or like self-doubt 
and really, mm-hmm. really back yourself, yeah. um, which is no easy task. Like you were saying, it's a big industry. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me sort of how that how that journey started for you? Like, because I, I, I heard that like w- when you were a child, you were quite somewhat well known. You led the choir and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how did you get to a point where? your self-belief was really challenged and actually overcome that so you can back yourself now? Oh, wow. Um, I want to say after I had my first child, I want to say my husband was still um, pretty much um, traveling and playing professional ball. I was just overcome with so much... um, responsibility and Mm -hmm. I felt as if I was disconnected from a lot of my um um uh foundation um because things became to a point where I feel like I can relate to others anymore like I couldn't talk to them on a level or get uh support on a level that I needed because so many people were so overwhelmed and still seeing me from this you know, wife of this NFL player and not able to see me for, I'm still a real woman, you know, a real lady that's growing and I got things I'm going through. Can we just overpass that for a second? And they were so um, um, blown away by this new way of living that I was still yearning for people to see me for me. You know, I'm still trying to just be normal and dealing with a lot of life challenges, growing pains, becoming a new mom and a new wife. It's kind of tough. And then still trying to figure out, um, how would I balance all that and still, um, have a career for myself? Um, it's very, very tough, uh, to try to figure out. So around that time, I just, you know, I know God, I know he's real. He's a foundation of everything I believe in. It's about time I started, to go back and put my trust and faith in him and let him lead and guide me. And I think at that point is when I developed this new relationship um, for myself, for him and really learned who God was, you know, because over the course of your life, you're growing, you know, you make mistakes, you stray away, you're learning and you, you get to a point where it's like, I don't know if I strayed away so badly that God will even hear this prayer. Like, do I still have a connection to talk to him right now? Um, and when I learned, the more and more I studied, the more and more I did, because I actually seeked knowledge wherever I could about Christ, about God, about who he is, who he is to me. What is it that he wants from you? You know, when I started to study and seek those things and it came so clear that he wants nothing but you, you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, no matter your path, like he would never leave you. He, you know, his grace is it's all you need. And that just lifted my heart to the point of like no return. Like I Mm -hmm. needed him then and my relationship (laughs) with him has just been so different. And um, the more and more I learn more about him, the more more I want to tell other people about him, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a minister, right? I'm not a pastor right now, but I do have a message that I want to tell. What is my way that I can do that? You know, Mm -hmm. and I want to do that through my music. I want to send the message of God's grace and God's everlasting love to those out there who may feel like, you know, they've strung away so much from God. Like He's not there. Like he will not listen to me. I am. I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. But no, you are. And I just want to tell people that because I just see a need. You know, I mean, I needed it. I know someone else, you know, need it. 
things alone Nights are broken I wanna be righteous But the road is treacherous I go with the flow, flow, flow Go with the flow, flow, flow I can tell that there's there's so much behind the scenes groundwork that you have to put into yourself to get to that point. Is there a reason you chose gospel music? Is that the genre that you naturally lean towards or was that a purposeful choice? Um, that is a, a, a genre that I do lean towards. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love like neo soul and R&B. That's one of my favorite, like nineties R&B. Yes. You can, yes. you can catch me any day, like, uh, cleaning up to some nineties R&B, bumping in my car. I love it. Like I absolutely love nineties R&B, but, um, yeah, Christian music has always just been the foundation. You know, you have that foundation when it's kind of like engraved in your heart, like, there's nothing else I could sing about that would be as real as yeah. my relationship or my Christian faith. I mean, I can still talk about love through Christ- through you know, Christian way. Like everything to me just goes back to my Christian beliefs. So I, I, I can't see myself wanting or singing anything else at the right now. No. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. So you, you talked about growing up in the Baptist church. Um, is the God that you know now different at all to the God that you were taught about or that you experienced when you were a kid? Oh, that is so deep. Uh, a good question. Is he different? I don't think God is different. I think I just understand him differently. You know, yeah. I think... Um, instead of someone else's interpretation of what God is or who he is to them, instead of me um, grabbing their interpretation or how God is to them, I'm able to grasp who he is to me. You know, it's not so much of a me, God and everybody else uh, relationship. It's like a me and God relationship. Like he understands me. I understand him. Like he knows me, you know, it's like, I'm knowing him. Uh, So I don't think he's different, but I do see him differently. I don't see him in the same lens as though I was when I was growing up. Like it's a different, it's a totally different (laughs) lens in which I'm seeing him through. If that makes sense. Definitely. yeah. If that answer your question, yeah. No, I, I don't think really. No. He's not different. I, I think I'm just seeing him through a different lens. I get, <laughs> no, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like as I've grown as well and I've grown in my face, mm-hmm. God, God remains the same, but it's like mm-hmm. I get to know him in a new way or understand him in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So I totally get that. 
has has being a mother changed the way that you relate to God and make music at all? Yes, 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 yes. Because um, <laughs> when we talk yeah, oh my gosh, motherhood changed changed my life. Period. But in reference to um, how I see God, because we 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 talk about the love, you know, um, that love that God has for you, that unconditional love. I can see that love through my children, you know, because it's almost like, it's like no matter what you, uh, it's no matter what you do, you can disappoint, your child could be mad because you didn't let him eat those Doritos he wanted to eat. But that's never going to change how they feel about you. Me, flawed and all, like my children accept me. You know, I make I make a mistake and I say the bad word or something. Mom, you know, I know God's working on you. We love you anyway. You know, and it's like, that is God. God is that. You know, that's the type of love that I feel from my understanding that God shows us. Like he knows you're going to make mistakes. He knows you're not a perfect person because if you were so perfect, you, you know, we would need him. We're not there yet. And it's like he still loves us anyway. He still wants us. And I see that through the love of my children. So, yes, I do see God's love shining upon them you know I see it um and it makes me reflect on there's no greater how could that be how could there be any greater feeling or love than that you know I understand it because I can see it yeah if there was like you obviously your music is for everybody but if Mm -hmm. there was another mum about your age listening to your music or she heard it on the radio what experience would you want her to get from hearing your music well, first of all, that she's not alone, like she's not an anomaly, like you're not feeling the way you're feeling, you're in, in, you're like the only person feeling that way. And to know that her experience, I wanted to be that, you know, God is still there. Like right now you can choose to just let him take the wheel and to follow him and he will definitely um, help you in your situation uh, to guide you out. Like, I know I'm, I've been a stay home mom. I know it's tough, you know, juggling the house and juggling the kids and juggling um, your your marriage and your social, er- everything. is. I know a lot of people don't see it as tough, but it's tough. You know, it's it's tough because you, you, you will lose yourself in it all. But God sees you, you know, and the experience to know, like, if you're feeling like no one sees you, you, you do everything for everyone else and you get put on the back burner, like, no, God ain't putting you on the back burner. He see you are full, you are in the forefront of his um, 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 vision in his life. And I want them to experience a, a sense of relief, a sense of joy, a sense of companionship, a sense of support. Um, I want them to feel um, encouraged. Um, I want the experience of, I can do this. Like, Thank you. Like, I understand. Like, I'm not by myself. God still loves me. He cares and he's going to carry me wherever my heart desires to go. Yeah. What do your kids think of your music? They are so funny. Um, They they absolutely um, love it. And they are very proud and happy because you know I try not to keep anything 
like from them. I, I like for them to know like my journey and mm-hmm. I, I like to, to keep it as transparent as I can, you know, from what they can understand. And, um, you know, it's, it's like mommy's been doing this, trying to do this for a while, you know, and this is going to take a while, you know, and I'm proud of this. I never thought I'd be able to do this, but it's just about me really becoming ready to to teach something that I have learned over the years. You know, I've been a singer and singing for a long time and I, my uncles and stuff be like, when are you going to start singing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a story to tell right now. What am I going to tell people that they ain't already, you know, <laughs> listening to or don't already know? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything to say. But when I finally found my voice, you know, and like, I want to teach. I want to talk about this more. I want to speak on this. I want to teach you this because it's real. Um, then they understand how important and how much it means to me. So they're they're happy. Some, my son, he's really into like beats and um, stuff like that. So he'll say, you know, mom, you, you maybe want to put a little more beat in it, you know, to make make so good. get a little happier and dance. And my daughter's more, you know, um, uh, angelic and she's like well you may want to hold this note maybe not be so loud <laughs> you know, so you might not want to be too loud you know try to be a little bit more angelic and soft like, it's hilarious <laughs> but um everyone has something to say everyone has an input it but i love it though it's great creator do you like creating fancy slideshows for church or maybe you're a videographer a podcaster like me maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs that is where soundstripe comes in the team at soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want it's a great way to support artists and create world-class content We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. 
Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. They're the set questions I have. I have a few random popcorn questions. Um, but is there anything – I'll just go back to what I did this time. Is there anything I've missed? Did you want to talk about any of your specific singles? Um, I think the one reconnection you – and most yeah. of the questions you've asked were dead on about the purpose right. and the theme <laughs> of uh, reconnection. Um because it's just talking about uh, when I came to know Christ for myself and how, you know, ready to reconnect for him. God flow, pretty much the same. Uh, God yeah. flow was one of those things where, you know, I've had to learn this thing called boundaries that I just didn't oh, have. It's hard. And I, yep. I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have those. And I didn't realize how important it was to have those and how important it was to respect those and how biblical it was. Like, I didn't know that. Like, you know, a lot of people play around with, you know, the, the term stay in your lane or blah, blah, blah. But no, that's, that's real. You know, it's biblical. God wants us. You have to create those. And um, I felt as though at some point in my life, I was just carrying on so much and it was not allowing me to be able to connect with God in a way where I can see what it is that he would have for me, that I can say, God, give me a word, give me something to say. I couldn't, I couldn't hear it because I'm so clogged up with all this stuff. So at some point, you know, I have to just let it go. Let these things that I shouldn't even have to carry these burdens and let God handle it. Give it to him. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to be superhuman right now and I can't do that. You know, we don't have that power as humans, although we think we do, we don't, you know, and it's in, in, until we realize that there will be, so much on us to carry that we should not have to. And that was the point of uh, God's flow. Like, I just have to let it go. Like, I give it to you, God. It's hard out here. It's tough. You know, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to be X, Y, and Z to everybody. And I can't anymore. I'm, I'm like, I don't know why I feel so heavy, why I'm so so drained. I just got to let it go. Um, I rising, relate to that so much. Sorry, go for yeah. it. <laughs> no. And Rising Star, um, was my thing like, okay, God, I know it's something out there. I know it's something out here for me. You got for me to do. I know it. I feel it. It's in my spirit. I know it's there, but what is it? Okay. Where are you right now? Because I can't hear you. I can't see you. I can't hear you. I know you're there, but where are you? Am I, am I, am I all that you say I am? I am. Am I going to be all that you say I'm going to be? Okay. Well, show me. Okay. I, okay. And I, and if that's what you say I am, I accept it. Okay, I accept it. So that was Rising Star. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, God. If it's what you put in my pathway to do, and I'm gonna soar with it, um, and I'm gonna hold on to your coattail while I'm soaring. So <laughs> yes, um, amen. So yeah. that was Rising Star. So that's all three of my singles right now that are um, summed up. But you know, I just want people to know that 
You know, I'm not trying to preach this message of sanctification and you're going to be, you know, damned if you don't believe in God and, you know, get the Holy Ghost of salvation and feel it. And if you don't, you know, that's not like what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do. But what I am trying to do is to teach what I know and what I have experienced and what has helped me and what continues to help me through the art of music. That my messages are mostly always real and sincere and uh, come from a personal place. Um, and that's what I would love for my listeners to know. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being so honest mm-hmm. and taking a chance on music. That's really courageous and really cool. Thank you. Um, so my popcorn questions for you are okay. honestly just things I'm curious about and I've nowhere else to sit. So I thought I'd <laughs> check. Um, my first question, I know that you have some experience in musical theatre. Mm-hmm. So if you could perform in any musical, what musical would you love to be part of? I would like to be a part of Dream Girls. Oh, Dream yes. Girls. I want to do that so badly. I want yeah. to do that. I love that musical. It is so good. Um, yeah, that's probably my second would probably be The Lion King. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, both great tracks. I will buy tickets to see you in both of these. <laughs> that is great. Um, oh, so you talked about loving 90s music. Um, mm-hmm. What's your favorite 90s, we'll say, artist? Oh, look at this. Um, <laughs> so hard. So many. Um, I love Mariah Carey's 90s. I love Whitney Houston 90s, Boys to Men 90s. Um, but, ooh, that's more you of the art. Yeah. No, no, you, you can just do a top group. They're all very respectable. <laughs> I know. I just, okay. So we have Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, Escape. Um, is In Vogue part of the 90s? I would say. I've got no idea, but let's just add that to it. And I love, I love, uh, oh my gosh, so many. Brandy, I'll say Brandy. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All excellent choices. You did really well then, just now a few times. So many. I can I tell love- how much you love it. It makes me so happy. It makes me yes. so happy. I love um, it. If you could go back to your younger self, we'll even mm-hmm. say like uh, the day before you were married, before you sort of started this journey um, of becoming a wife and a mom and finding your identity and your voice in it all. What advice Mm -hmm. would you give yourself knowing what you know now? Oh, I would tell myself to be resilient. I would tell myself to be resilient because um, sometimes you get to a halting point or to a point where you can't see, um, you can't see what it is that you should be doing. Like, you know, it's something, but somewhere along the line, you got, you know, I got discouraged and I would say, keep pushing through, you know, keep pushing through, be resilient. Don't take matters into your own hands. Just keep going on this path that you're going and you will get to the light. Thing. The times have changed. 
go. Ever since I spoke to our friend Jay Blake White, it was like a year ago now, I can't tell. COVID time is weird, but we spoke to our friend Jay Blake White and he is so passionate about gospel music. He oozes it, he loves it, and it was really cool for me to learn from him. And so I love I love meeting people who have such a passion for that genre um, and who are able to deliver it in such a... I know there's such a sense that with gospel music, it really, like, all music is personal, but with gospel music, there's such a sense that it comes from a really, like, soulful, sacred place. I don't know how else to describe it. I think gospel music, even when it's discussing and looking at sad events or or difficult things, gospel music carries a joy a joy of like this knowingness of who God is and that he withstands us storms and that he has made us unique and lovely and holy. And it's a sound of identity and belonging that has been forged from, from situations and circumstances that I will somewhat never know. But uh, I, think that's, I think that's a sound of what gospel music is. I just had that own revelation in my head. If, or you have an even more profound idea of gospel music i'm talking to you jay blake or any of our friends out there let me know i'm learning to appreciate it um so thank you rakesha thank you for telling me your story for sharing this with the world for being brave enough to bring your gifts to the table i think sometimes we tend to like cancel ourselves out we're like i didn't achieve this back then or not as much in christian music but in the music industry it's like if you don't achieve something by the time you're 30 it's like well you're old And that's just not a thing. And I mean, in Christian music, if you're successful enough, right, you can release music forever. I mean, like Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, all these people can and will release music for as long as they want. There's a sense that in Christian music that if you've got your audience and your niche and your label and enough of a name for yourself, you can keep releasing forever. Um, it does not even necessarily have to be new, although it can be at times if you really want to be brave and go in that direction. I think that there's something really beautiful and something that needs to be honored when people choose to pursue their dreams, whether it's entering music or Christian music or anything like that, past the life events or the circumstance where the world says, that's your time. Because I don't think we're ever just one thing. We're not ever just the teenage superstar. We're never, that was never me, obviously. We're never just the lead singer in the choir. We're never just the mum. We're never just the father figure. We're never just the brother or the sister. We're never just the one thing. And the world tends to box us in like that, right? And Christian music can box us in to those things. If you're part of Christian music, the music industry is built on branding and labels and and knowing people. Um, So much of the world is built on the idea and the constructs of people, but we're allowed to push beyond that. It doesn't mean it's comfortable. It doesn't mean that everyone will get it. But I think there's something really holy and that God uses when we push beyond our comfort zone or what the world says our comfort zone should be. I think it's really cool. And as a single 30-year-old female, I'm all for knocking down norms and what the world says we should have accomplished or what the church says we should have accomplished and pursuing what God has asked of us, what, what is right for us, what what is good and beautiful and holy. It doesn't matter what we're doing or what we've accomplished or haven't achieved yet. This is our journey and our path and we're meant to run that race, Right. I'm just on a spiel now. Anyway, my friends, thank you for joining in that conversation with Rakesha Bennett. If you would like to connect with her, I know you want to. She's on Instagram at Mrs. Keisha Bennett. Are you ready? That is at Mrs. 
K-E-S-H-I-A, and Bennett is B-E-N-N-E-T-T. You can also find her at rakeshabennett.com. That's R-E-K-E-S-H-I-A, Bennett with two N's and two T's. All those links are in our show notes, so make sure you check them out. You can also get her latest single, Reconnection, as well as Godflow and Rising Star now on your favorite music platforms. The links are in our show notes. Now, friends, we have such an exciting couple of months coming up. Ellie Holcomb chatted to me about her new album, Canyons. She is just a ray of light. That is going to be coming out very, very soon, along with an episode with Temetope, where we talk about what racial justice looks like and racial reconciliation, how he actually addressed the racism in himself. That was incredible. And... Elias Dummer, who was formerly of the City Harmonic and has just crowdfunded and nearly completed his next album. So there is a whole stack of stuff. I haven't even named all the interviews for you yet, but there's a whole stack of stuff coming up in the next few months. Um, So please make sure that you hit subscribe so that as soon as those episodes arrive, they drop straight into your feed. I want you to hear them. I hope that they encourage you. I hope they make you feel at home and that you hear some really great music. I have to say, I heard Ellie Holcomb's album Canyons in advance and it was, oh my, I can't explain it. it you know how occasionally an album comes along and you're like, that sounds just like my heart. That sounds like my story right now in that moment. That's what Canyons sounds like to me. I can't wait for you to hear it. So all that to say is hit subscribe. And if you love what you hear, please rate us. It really, really does help. We are an independent podcast and your rating helps more people to find us and helps them to hear these incredible interviews. If you would like to connect with me online, you can find us on Instagram at BetweenYouMePod or on our website at BetweenYouAndMePod.com. You can also find links there to our merch if you would like any cool nostalgic stuff or stuff that says better together from our series way back when, all that fun stuff. That's all I have for you, my friends. I will see you very soon with some great new episodes. Until then, take care of yourselves. Here's to hope. I've been lost on the trail with the west found gold Tossed and turned in the waves down a dead end road Lost my mind on purpose to find my soul Found there's only so much you want to see alone And I can picture your silhouette In the summer, no regrets It felt like a thousand breaths, a thousand steps I knew right then and there that I
Say 